You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. It's Resurrection Friday. <laughs> Whole new doctrinal study for you. <laughs> and it's not the sunrise. <laughs> oh, well, that's a different version. Very yeah, early upon the fifth day of the week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. Good to see you, man. Hey, this is actually working today. Yes. Wow. Much better. Man. We had some struggles. I don't know what was going on in the atmosphere, but uh, it was it was some tough go there for a while. Finally, get her back and time Prince is of the good, power no of the light. air. Yeah, you buddy, you're not kidding. There's a lot of signals going around here. I think it's Disney blocking the signal. That's what it is. That's what it was. We'll blame Disney. it on them. Yeah. And and in the in between, uh, DeSantis got heard about it and he took care of it. So yeah, that's I actually what met. Works. I met the very first person that didn't like DeSantis yesterday. Didn't like him. They well, like that they are they a resident? Started. They're a resident. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised. So maybe a Democrat? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but no, didn't didn't like DeSantis. They they thought they, that he was putting too much pressure on Disney, and Disney runs everything here. So don't mess with If Disney moves out, I said, Disney is not moving oh, out Oh, they're here. not moving out. Can you out. imagine? For sale, Disney. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who's going to buy that? <laughs> Uh, Paula Dean, <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton. <laughs> yes, Dollywood. They'll swap. Imagine? There you go. There you go. Wow. Let's talk about something serious. Let's talk about the Amen. resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. So you and I have been a number of times to Gordon's tomb. It's known as Gordon's tomb. And Gordon was staying in the room of um, the songwriter that wrote... Yes, that beloved song, It Is Well, <laughs> Spafford, oh, okay. Spafford. Horatio Spafford. Horatio Spafford. He was staying in a room that uh, Horatio Spafford had in Jerusalem. And he was looking out and he saw this gravel quarry. And he looked and he said, I, I see the face of a skull. And he went over to investigate and began to do um, some archaeological digs and to determine that that was, he believed, the burial place of Jesus Christ, just just to the side of that that um, gravel quarry. And so we have gone there many times. I've been there uh, 11 times next February. I'll be there my 12th and 13th time. And I am always just so blown away because you go to Calvary, there's the bus station. There's buses in and out. There's all kinds of noise. There's a street in front, all kinds of noise. The city's there, all kinds of noise. When you go into that garden tomb area, it gets like, it's not, but it feels like it almost goes silent. Mm -hmm. And it's so peaceful. It's so beautiful. It is so breathtaking. And you go in there, you you have a tour, 
and you have a guide that takes you up and he shows you, you look across, you go up elevated to an elevated area, you look across, you see the place of the skull. It has changed over the years. Um, a frost actually caused what was, would be the cavity of the nose to fall off just a few years ago. So it's not as predominant. You can still see it, but it's not as predominant. Oh, and the pollution and shaking and right. everything else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a graveyard. There's an Arab graveyard on mm -hmm. top. And mm -hmm. so anytime they bring, you know, equipment in to dig the graves or whatever, messes it up. So, but they have pictures and they show the original and then they show you're at, where you're at now and they kind of lay over the face of the skull. And you can see it clearly. It's no, no oh, question. Oh, yes, yes. And the first time I was there, very clear, very clear. And that was... You know, 30 yep. years ago. So um, you, you do that, then you go around and there are about five or six different private areas where you can have a service. And we do that. And for the last number of years, Brother Brett Pennell has done the service at the Garden Tomb and does a phenomenal job. Um, he's got a great voice. So he'll, he'll read the scriptures and talk a little bit, and then he'll sing a song that's tied to the scriptures. It is phenomenal. He does a great job. And so we do the service, a lot of tears, a lot of rejoicing. And then you come out of those areas and you go down and you see the tomb area. Why don't you describe for them how you saw that or what, what your impression was when you saw that tomb area? It's a little bit strange because there's a sign over the door and it's a there's steps up and a little bit of mm -hmm. a small, very small porch. It's very small. When they're closing up for the night, they put a door. You know, they close mm -hmm. a door and they made a yep. doorway that throws you off just a little bit. There is no mm -hmm. stone in the ramp and everything, you know, no. but you can imagine no. how large that stone would have had to have been. Yeah. You can see the trough where the stone would yeah. have been rolled inside right. that trough. And uh, whenever you walk in, uh, now most recently, uh, they've got it sort of caged off, barred off to where you couldn't necessarily go to where the two niches were carved mm -hmm. in the floor where right. a body would have laid. And, of course, one is more carved than the other. Right. Uh, looked like the one was a place potentially for somebody to be and mm -hmm. the other is where a body had been. Uh, right. You know, you don't see the outline of a body or nothing like that. No, but no. Uh, it's a little bit dimly lit. Uh, the There's some holes, windows, so to speak, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, up high that yep. are just uh, some holes that let the light in. And it's, uh, it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, the reason they had to put the bars in, it, it almost looked like, like a jail cell. They had to put the bars in because people were taking pieces yes. of the stone and you can see on the one where you mm -hmm. believe the body was laid, you can see where that's been chipped away over the years, yes. right? And it's kind of sad that people do that, take a piece of that, but they have. Um, but you can still see very clearly there's two that are unfinished and one that's finished, just like the Bible describes. It is so close to Golgotha, they could have gotten the body off and over there in a matter of minutes. And they had, oh, to, yes. they had to do it quickly, right? They had to do it quickly. Right. The sun was the setting. Yes, Right. So you can see how that could have been done very easily. Uh, obviously owned by a rich man. It was a working garden, not a yes. flower garden, though they have some beautiful flowers there, and it's, it's, they take very good care of it. Um, but if you look on the wall, you can see the marks of the Crusaders that was marked by the Crusaders as a holy place. Mm -hmm. And you can see that on the wall. It's not real predominant, but you can see it. And that gives some credence to that place. 
And um, I just, I'm just overwhelmed by how peaceful and quiet and serene and how it just fits the whole picture of what is described for us in the Bible. If that's not the place where Christ was buried, it's got to be very, very similar and very, yes. very close, I would think. Yes. And there are not a lot of other graves in that area. It, it, it's a specific graveyard for a specific person. Mm-hmm. And you could see where a rich man would like to have been buried there. You're close to the city, um, so your family could come and visit. Um, you know, it's a beautiful piece of property. It's right private. outside the city. It's private. Yeah. 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 So I, There's I love about, that spot. If I remember right, I haven't looked recently. Seems like the the uh, the people that that run the the uh, garden tomb seems like they have a, a sort of like a fact sheet of about yes. sixteen or seventeen mm-hmm. different different points yeah. of of the burial of Christ yeah. and why that this fills every single one of those points and so right. you know it right. gives a lot of credence to that. Yeah, I would love to, uh, if you're a pastor and you are saved and preach the gospel, preach the truth, you can go and be a tour guide at the Garden Tomb. Uh, They have you come for, I think it's three months, maybe up to six months, and they take care of your lodging and your food. You don't get paid to do it, but you get to go and give the gospel story every Mm -hmm. day to people from around the world. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, would I love to do that. One, I think one day if I can, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I, I wouldn't want to be away from my family that long, but to be able to do that and preach at the garden tomb every day for months, oh, man, that'd be great. That would be awesome. Yes, can you imagine, absolutely. Can you imagine now outside of the garden tomb? And by the way, folks, if you ever want to go and see it, I just happen to be going every year, (laughs) and we'd love to have you come with us. Amen. Uh, We're going to take 110 people, two groups of 55, in February of 24. We already have um, almost one trip half full for 2025, and uh, I'll start giving you the information on that here in a little bit once we have the, uh, the, the group set for this trip. Come and see it. Once you see it, it's it's we we're looking at it right now, aren't you, brother? Amen. Amen. You can see it. Yes. You see the little window. Yeah, I don't have any pictures on my phone. I mean, I do have them on my phone, but I'm not looking at any pictures. No. But I see it all in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the flowers. I can see the sign. He is not here. He is risen on the door, and that little brown sign with the little cutouts on the end. Yep. And um, can you imagine? There's a little sitting area with some benches and stuff for people because there's sometimes a line to get in. Can you imagine coming and seeing that stone rolled away? Mm. The angel, angel sitting there. What, what have you come? What have you come for? We've come to prepare the body properly. He's not here. He's risen. Wow. And to go in and see, you know, John and Peter running it out, runs in, he's not there. What must have run through their hearts and minds? And then to know when he said to Mary, I love that. Mary, yeah, and she re- realized it was him. Oh my goodness, I can't, I can't even imagine when she turned and saw him. Wow, wow, it's emotional. Yeah, uh, I believe that at some point between the first time the women saw him and whenever Mary saw him again, that mm-hmm. he ascended up to heaven. Yeah, I do too. You know, because. 
the first yeah. time he said, touch me not for I have not yet ascended. And then when Mary, when he sees Mary again, or, you know, at least by herself, uh, you know, she does hold him at his feet. And so, you know, and I think a couple of the other ladies do too. And so uh, there had to have been something in between. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he appeared to the disciples and Thomas isn't there. Oh, my goodness. The look on their face when they saw him. Oh, I, 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 again, I try to put myself in their position. There would have been a great rejoicing. I think there would have been a great disappointment in myself that I doubted. And I think there would have been a great disappointment that, you know, I wasn't there when I should have been there kind of thing. I, I don't know. It's, the uh, Bible says they believed not for joy. Yeah. They 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 couldn't is is this real? Is this really happening? Yeah. I mean it just yeah. shows the humanity of us. You know, I think of Peter being in prison and the angel guides him out and goes mm. right to the prayer meeting and the little girl yeah. says, "Hey, uh, Peter's outside." No, he's not. We're praying that the Lord yeah. release him. No, he's right yeah. there. No, he's not. We're praying that he, yeah. you know they yeah. they didn't believe her either. You know, just the yeah. humanity. Am I seeing this right? And so, do you have anything here to eat? Showing that he wasn't yeah. a spirit, and no. of course, being God, knowing that in the future people would say, "Oh, it was right. only a spirit apparition. Right. It wasn't really him." Right. No, he ate. He ate food. Yeah, put your hand on my side. Go yes. ahead and feel the feel the hole. Touch my hands and see. Wow. Yeah, and I don't think that was sarcastic at all. No. Because no. he said, be not faithless but believing. Whatever it would take for you to believe, it's mm -hmm. fine with me. Yeah. Well, I think he's just saying, feel the flesh. Feel that it's real. It's yes. not, just a, not just a spirit. I'm real. Okay, question. Nails in the palms? Nails in the base of the hand. Where were the nails put in the crucifixion? Well, it does say hand, and it doesn't say arm in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it was more the base of the palm. I don't know if it would have been right in between the wrist or not, because mm -hmm. with that being such a major artery, mm -hmm. they probably would have bled out way too early. Somebody, if they were trying to commit suicide and they slit their wrists— you know, they it they just have minutes to survive. And yeah. so I don't think that they nailed the wrist, you know, in between the ulna and the radius. I, I yeah. think it was more the base of the hand mm -hmm. where I don't think it was up by the fingers no. because it would have ripped out. But right. more the right. base of the palm, you right. know, the heel, the, the yeah. heel of the <clears throat> palm, you know, where, right. where you'd sort of – where – Karate people sort of have that heel, you know, heel yeah. palm strike, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was it was there. Yeah, that meaty part of the hand there, the thumb yeah. would the muscle tissue would hold the body, and yeah, crazy. Um, you've heard the message, maybe preach the message about the napkin, you know, the folded napkin, you know, signifying mm -hmm. that I'm not coming back. It's a, that's a great study. Who was it that preached that? Was that? Um, was that Curtis Hudson that preached the? No, no, it was a that? Southern preacher though from yeah. Texas. Um, ah, I forgot, I, I forgot the name. I, I'll think yeah, of it. In the middle yeah, of the night. It's a famous message. I've I've preached it. I mean, I stole it. <laughs> I gave credit, but it's a it's a great thought. And um, 
so, so many great things to preach from the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and just the fact that he arose. Wow. And, um, you know, talking about those disciples when he showed up, I, I love how we see the humanity of Christ. And, you know, he was all God, all man, and, and he played to his humanity for those guys because they, they didn't. They, nobody had ever risen from the dead. No, nobody ever has since. And so that was all new to them. That was something that was extraordinary. And, you know, they're all trying to figure that out. They'd seen so many wonderful things, but that's, I mean, that's the greatest act of all. I'm going to die. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to be gone three days. I'm going to lead captivity free, and I'm coming back. And he did. And um, in their minds, they just couldn't grasp it. I I can't grasp it sometimes. Um, But he did. And we have uh, we have account of that. And for those that would maybe have friends or family that say, well, you know, people say that, that there's not much written of Christ. There's all kinds of things written of Christ. And there's all kinds of testimony. And, and I witness accounts from the disciples. And I know people, especially the Arab world, will say, well, we don't trust the disciples. Well, then you better not trust anybody who writes history. How can you trust anybody if you can't trust the men that walked with him and, you know, Gave Holy their men lives of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's how we exactly. got the Bible. Exactly. So to say that you can't trust the disciples is you you can't trust the Bible. Right, right. So when their account of the resurrection is given and we are able to read that, man, I trust it fully, giving my life to it. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 15 reminds us, if Christ be not risen, then your faith is vain. Mm-hmm. You're dead in your sins. And if we in this life only have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it, it's over for us. We're, we we are wasting our lives trying to trying to adhere to something that mm. is not true. If Christ is not risen, and then, yeah. but it doesn't stop there. It says, "But now is Christ risen?" Right. Amen. Right. And seen of over five hundred people. Yes. I mean, come on, how many witnesses do you need? You only need two by Jewish law. Now you got 500. Yeah, amazing. Um, I had a great conversation with a business lady here. Ruthie and I went out to lunch yesterday with a business lady. And um, we prayed for our lunch. And um, she said, wow, that was was really nice. She said, we we don't do that enough. Mm. And I said, well, we pray for every meal. And I said... uh, What's your religious background? And and I said, I'm assuming Catholic. And she said, yes, how did you know? And I said, well, I said she was wearing a cross and just some of the things she'd said, and, you know, I kind of picked up on it. And so we got talking, and I said, you know, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And she said, I do. I do. She said, "I, I have a strong faith. I have a personal relationship with Christ. And so we went through that. I went through the scriptures and made sure and explained. And I said, I know, I know the Catholic Church can kind of throw that. And so we had that conversation. But she said something that really, really bothered me. She said, you know, I was in banking for years. And she said, the only people that ever defaulted on a loan that I gave was a religious organization. She said, people over the years that have been some of the most despicable people I've ever had to work with said they were Christian people. And I thought, wow, isn't it sad the number of people who will claim Christ? I don't know if they know him or not. I don't know if they're true Christians or not. I'm assuming not, I hope. 
But I'm telling you, as a Christian today, knowing what Christ did for me, knowing the testimony he had, how important is it that we live a resurrection, resurrected Savior, Amen. believing that he's alive? And if Amen. he is, then we ought to live like him. And I had to spend a half hour of time trying to reassure this lady that not everybody who named themselves as a Christian um, are bad <laughs> and that mm-hmm. some do live the Christian life. And we know a lot of them. But uh, I just thought that was a terrible testimony. And if Christ is our Savior and he's resurrected, we ought to be living every day like Christ is our living Savior. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Whew. Great week, my friend. Anything you want to say before we go? No, I'm just uh, I'm dumbfounded that a God like that would love me. Yeah. I'm just amazed. Yeah, that he would come. Yes. And take on flesh of a man. Oh, this old flesh, it's not what it's cracked up to be sometimes. Amen. And to to endure all those hard, hard things. Just the hardest thing, the rejection. I've come to love you. I've come to give you the hope of eternal life. And they mock him, and they spit on him, and they hit him, and the people jeer at him. One of the guys beside him mock him. Oh, Ye will not come to me that you might have eternal life. Yeah, yeah. Sad. If you're listening today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Amen. Savior, would you please trust in him today? Would you go back through the accounts of the New Testament of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and see for yourself that we serve a risen Savior? And if you are saved today and you know Christ, would you take that to someone and give it to them today Amen. so that they can have that same hope? There is no better time in the year to share with people Jesus Christ than this weekend. Amen. Get somebody to go to church with you or give them the gospel and let them know we serve a risen Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, please give us a rating, review. Uh, make sure you subscribe. If you have questions about the Lord, our contact information is uh, right there. We would love to hear from you. That's right. I'm Al Stone, and I am happy to be with you today. I look forward to being back with you on Monday. We've got a great topic. Um, we're going to discuss a hard topic. Uh, somebody that someone uh, sent in to us um, that I have discussed with a number of people over the last few months, and it seems to be a growing concern, and we're going to take a look at it on Monday. We're not going to tell you what it is. We want to keep in a little bit of suspense, but uh, you don't want to miss next week on Tim Talks, and maybe get someone Amen. to listen in with you. And uh, if you have any topic ideas, we would love to have them. They're a great help to us, and we have had some tremendous ones. This comes from a listener, early listener, faithful listener who's been a contributor before, but just really had a great, great question. It'll be on Monday. This is Tim Talks. Have a glorious Easter weekend celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection and soon coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Have a great weekend. He is risen. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.